Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we discuss topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. We got Big Stir up top. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on audio platforms. Give us five stars, three stars, two stars. Give us stars. We do not care. We want stars. Uh, yeah. And we're back, baby. Um, so how you feeling? Because I'm feeling fucking fan, you know, I'm feeling fan-fucking-tastic. Fan fucking tacit. Emphasis on the fan. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing all right, man. I'm I'm you know I'm hanging in there, doing what we gotta do. It's getting towards the end of the year, trying to trying to settle some things, uh, so we're in a good spot before the end of the year. I will say, um, you know, before we get into the topics here, I think it's really important. So as I've gotten older, right, you know, every year goes by, we get older. You know, we're 26 now, both you and I, which is a blessing to already you know, be at this age and still be healthy and, you know, be able to do things that we can do. Um, but I took a, I took a, you know, talking to a friend of mine, I was even telling my mom yesterday, I was talking to her, you know, I'm not big on like New Year's resolutions or anything like that. I'm not like, I, cause you, you know how those go, right? You know how those go. They, you know, one week, you know, you're getting, you're in the gym and the next week you're not. That, everybody knows New Year, the week after New Year's, that, that gym is fucking insane. If you go to a public gym, your gym is about to be fucking packed. Shout out you. And even my gym and, and my apartment are probably packed, you know? So, FYI, I'm not saying anything like that. But I made four things that I wanted to focus on this upcoming year. And I want you to hold me accountable. I want Mike to hold me accountable to it uh, to the best of my ability. And all the people that I tell this to hold me accountable to it. One, I said, there's four things. These four things are going to be able to line me, line me up to have the best year that I've had in a very long, probably in my entire adulthood. And lead it on into my 30s and give me a good foundation. One, to be physically, to get physically better. That means growing strength, growing, uh, build the physique that I want, feel healthier physically. I'm not talking about the mind here at all, right? Um, then we got mentally. I want to be, I want to work on my own things I've got going on mentally. Everybody struggles with things internally, bro. So we got to be real with that shit, you know? Like, be honest with yourself look intrinsically and i think i'm already doing a good job of that this year was a hard year so like i'm like i think i'm doing a good job of that then we got emotion i want to make sure i'm emotionally i had a hard year on that side of things so like i want to make sure i'm emotionally where i need to be like be able to be available not just available for a partner just available as a person be present as a person and then lastly financially being being an even better spot being even more responsible than i already am and set that foundation, like I said, to move into my 30s. So when I am looking to have a kid or I am looking to marry a woman, whatever the situation may be, buy a home, you know, et cetera, move, I'm ready for it. I feel like I have the foundation in place to continue working on those things to do so. So I wanted to go and put that as something I'm thinking about, something I'm super excited about to really get rolling. You know, a couple things to go roll my way here in the next few weeks and I'll be all right. And I'll, you know, everything will be amazing. But um, other than that, man, I'm feeling okay. Like I said, I'm never, I could always be better. And I honestly, man, I could always be so much worse, but I'm here. I'm still doing my thing. I'm trying to live, do what we can, you know? So that's how I'm, I'm feeling my guy. No, I love that, man. Um, so, I mean, if you want somebody to hold you accountable, we will hold you accountable on this podcast. And one thing I will say to you too, it's like when people have new year's resolutions, I say, Start it like 
I say I think you should start your New Year's resolutions in December. That's the yeah. only. That's the best way to roll it in because January is when you're gonna feel like that motivation. The start of New Year's, New Year, New Me. Everyone falls into that pit, right? So that's when you're gonna get that motivation. That's when you're gonna be highly motivated. If you're already incorporating the things that you put in your New Year's resolution, you're two to three weeks into it already. See, the hardest part is finding the rhythm. Anything you do, uh, I know you're back in the gym. One thing that like you notice when going to the gym is you go two days in a row, and it's kind of like you're addicted to it. You love it. The hardest part was just getting yourself to start and go. I don't know why, but it's always daunting. It's like it's there's never a good time. It's never a right time. I'm too busy. You go, and then... Um, and it's not just going out one time. You got to go, and then the next day you got to go again. And then once you go that next day, now your mind already you're already telling yourself like you know I work out. <laughs> you know that's how our mind works. So you you've gone two days in a row, and now you're like oh I work out. I'm like I'm a gym I'm a gym head. I'm a gym body. I'm a meathead. You know what I'm saying? Like and yeah, you yeah. already adopt that identity because you went two days in a row, and you'll find that it's easier. So if you get that extra boost of motivation with New Year's, and you already got a routine down. It's probably something that can aid in it being a lifestyle. And then lastly, for your four things that you said, which I think are like, like you said, the four things that can align you to have the best year if you can get those things in, um, in cohesion. And they're not, they're not going to be perfect, but, you know, um, working yeah, on cool. them in itself will help. But I would say get like concrete, like you say you want to be physically fit. What does that look like? What are you trying to do? You trying to like have a bigger chest, noticeable chest, arms, blah blah blah. Um, you know, you want to be more financially stable. What are you trying to do? You trying to save ten thousand dollars? You know, I would put yeah. like concrete things in there because then you know it's very straightforward. Did you do it or did you not do it? Are you on pat? Are you on pace? Or are you not on pace? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like cut and dry, um, you know. Cut and dry. Cut and yeah, dry. yeah. But that's awesome, man. So I mean. I think what we can do, too, is when it comes around to New Year's, we can create, you know, you said four things. So we'll just do that. Four concrete goals for the year, and then we'll revisit that at the end of next podcast. And we're going to – y'all can hold us accountable. Y'all, you know what? You, you can make – we can make it interesting. Throughout the year, put in the comments whatever we think is the best one, the craziest one. Like, if we come here and we're not able to prove – that we did what we said we were going to do, then we'll do whatever that that comment is. So we're making a bet to our audience, right? A bet to yeah, our audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think it's cool. So, all right. So we're going to go ahead and get to the show. That was that was dope. Uh, Sterling's feeling good. I'm obviously feeling good. You're all lucky that it's content over everything for me because I would dead ass hop on this bitch, not even get the intro and just start talking about the Cowboys for 40 minutes. 40 minutes straight, because I got shit in the tuck, ready to go. I'm like, John Wick, it's Wick, man. I can go crazy. I, I really, oh, I'm going to go crazy. But, no, I digress. Not everybody wants to hear me start off with the Cowboys at the beginning of the year. So, we're going to do something that most people are probably listening to, because it's on pace to do 190,000 units in the first week, and that is Pink Tape 2 by Nicki Minaj. Um, yeah, and it's a big album. It's kind of a big deal. It's one of the it's one of the more anticipated albums. I personally think that 
the original Pink Tape is my favorite Nicki Minaj album. I think she plays that, you know, pop rap mesh really well. She's like, she's a very female Drake in that aspect. Uh, Doja Cat reminds me a lot of Nicki Minaj in that, right? So I think there's a lot of cool uh, stuff on this album. I know I didn't listen to it in full. I know Sterling didn't either. But from what you did here, what, what are your thoughts? Obviously, um, in my opinion, from just the little bit that I did listen to, Nicki Minaj is always going to live on her side of things and, and be able to rap and, you know, somewhat tell a story and be fun with it, right? Um, I did more or less, what one of the things that I noticed, and it's going to kind of go to the begs the question here on, you know, when we kind of get into comparisons between herself and, you know, someone like a Cardi B, um, the type of impact he makes outside of her music. So obviously Nicki Minaj is the most talented female rapper there's ever. Uh, like there, I don't think that should be even be up for debate. Um, no, if it no. is, you, it, if it is, you need to just go and uh, check yourself into the psych ward. Because <laughs> no one else yeah. is trying to hear that shit. Yeah, you need to go and check yourself into a psych ward. Figure out what the hell is going on with you because I know something's not right up in the head. Um, with that being said, the little bit I heard, I, I, I can tell Nikki hasn't lost a step, but at the same time, I also realize that even with a few of the features, like I listened to the J. Cole one a little bit, uh, obviously the Drake, you've got, um, and I listened to the Uzi one. Those are the three that I remember listening to, uh, just because they have three of the artists that you're going to look at the most, um, obviously. And that being said, I've always realized when it comes to Nikki, she's kind of like, has this thing with kind of like how J. Cole does, where she'll come on a track or she's trying to just like, Make sure they know it's her track, more or less. They want yeah. like she don't she don't mind bringing you on the track, but like she gonna be like, nah, this is my track. This is my album. This is me. He's not like Drake, and there's nothing wrong with Drake. Where you know Drake does his thing, he runs numbers, he makes millions. We all know Drake's great. He's not gonna take his back seat all the time. But I do agree with you. I think the original Pink Tape is still her best album. I think. Nick Minaj is still in a, in, a, in a space now from a from a female rapper standpoint where she really can't do any wrong, in my opinion. And there's not a lot of women in the game that can match what she has to offer or what she the ability she has to do. So that's my initial thought. I mean, I'm sure you kind of have your, your, your piece on it, but I know that when it comes to me and overall how I see, like, I, for example, I don't know, it's, like I said, it's going to lead us into the question, but... Um, there's a girl I follow. She went to a Nicki Minaj concert back in 2011, bro. Oh. 2011. 2011. And she's already purchased the tickets after this album dropped. The tickets dropped for the, for the tour. Already purchased the tickets for May. I think it's May. I want to say it's sometime in May that she's running the, running wherever she's at. And like, I see a, a multitude of girls doing the same thing, like posting a picture from when they were at a Nicki Minaj concert years ago. Like, um, well, that's like that's what she does. She's got the hold on, especially the girls from our generation and up. Yeah, she's got those those women held by the fucking chain, whatever you want to buy the bra strap, right? Like they're not yeah. going anywhere. They're loyalists, um, the the Barbies, and I also like in this album too. It kind of like I feel like 
it should have came out earlier. This should have came out mm-hmm. during all the Barbie hype. This shit would have yep. went crazy. It would have mm-hmm. went absolutely nuts if she dropped, if she synchronized this album with the Barbie hype. She's got the whole Barbie wave. She's the original Barbie. Um, you know, she had to track with Ice Spice on the album. It would have been cool had she, like, maybe a month after the movie came out, dropped this album. Or maybe she got, when she caught when that was coming out, dropped it right before. And when the movie's going crazy, your songs are, like, kind of fluctuated in that hype. I think she kind of missed the opportunity in the window with that. Uh, and one thing that's kind of weird to me, too, is, like, the timing of this album. A lot of these songs sound like warm weather songs. The Drake Needle song sounds like warm yep. weather. Everybody sounds like something that, you know, you want to be outside for. And right now, people are bundled up. They're not really outside. So I, I think that this album will grow. Like, I think what we're seeing now is just, like, this is just off the strength of Nick. Just, I'm putting an album out, gets you 190K first week off of Nicki, just alone. But what we're going to yeah. see, everybody's going to do numbers. That song's going to go crazy, you know? That, that shit's going to work. That's TikTok ready. That's club ready. That shit's going to go absolutely nuts. I think Fuck the Club Up, FTCU, that's on that album. That is like your typical Nicki Minaj spitting bars. I'm the baddest bitch, which is one of the reasons why I think Nicki is head and shoulders above all you rapping hoes. All you rapping hoes. And I know people are going to, I'm going to catch flack. Like, why are you calling them hoes? Because they are hoes. <laughs> okay? I don't call females hoes. I call hoes hoes. And most of them other rapping chicks are hoes. I'm just going to put it how it is. That's how they brand themselves. That's what's in their songs. Nikki, like, yeah, she she got that in her bag, but that's not, she coming for y'all's neck. She really about that MC life. This ain't no pop my pussy twerking shit and I'm just going to get famous off of being hot type shit. Like, nah, Nikki, she can do that. She's hot and she's going to come for your fucking neck. Stay in your Tory lane. I'm not Iggy. That one, Meg, bro. Man, go ahead and crawl up somewhere because you done pissed off Nikki and you do not want that smoke. You are easy lick because you can't rap. Nikki really look at y'all as easy licks because y'all can't rap. So, like, what are you going to say back to her? All y'all can do is post some shit on Instagram at mad. Like, niggas, she don't care about that. Get on your track and out-rap her. You're not finna do it. I think there's a lot of good shit on this album. I really like the song with J. Cole. That beat is crazy to me. I think it's, yeah. I think it's vibey. And obviously, J. Cole does what he does. Um, haven't listened to the album in full, but I can I can hear what it could do. You know, like you can hear it. Like there's a lot of sampling. I got I got a I got a gripe with all the sampling going on in the music industry right now. I think it's being overdone. Um, yeah, it is. There's some yeah. good ones in here, but it's like that. That used to be left for like, especially the the really noticeable samples. Like it used to go for samples that you know, oh, you have to go and try and dig. What is that? What is that? Like everyone's grabbing these samples that are hits on their own. It's like an old 1980s. Oh, we don't know that, right? Yeah, we don't know that. Well, I mean, to to talk about samples and talk about boy Tory, fuck you, Meg. Tory on his late, or I guess I don't know if that was the latest album. Whatever that album was, I can't remember the name of what it was called. It had Lavender, Sunflower, and fucking Bangers. Honestly, they had fucking Bangers on that album. I ain't gonna count. Yeah. But all those songs were basically samples of like popular 80s 
late early 90s like mixes most most if not all of them were mixes of it and that's why one song in particular on that album i think if you go on spotify and i don't mean to make this about tory lane since you brought him up but tory's my nigga so i can't really be like letting letting that shit slide the color violet's the name of the album but or alone at prom i'm sorry enchanted waterfall yeah, Enchanted Waterfall. You can't even listen to it on any platform except for YouTube on the music video. Because Madonna Mark struck, struck it down because apparently the beat, like that sample, she didn't, he didn't get permission or didn't go through the right hoops or whatever. Like It's a crazy game when you start sampling the records. Did you hear that Kanye yeah. sample? Uh, the, the, the leak? Uh, no, he had a, so he had a new leak. Uh, where he just kind of showed like the intro into one of his songs, and he sampled um, the Backstreet Boys, and his and it came in it was like everybody, and then the beat dropped. Nah. <laughs> they gonna they gonna get a hey, look if he ain't paid them already or asked for permission, they gonna get they bread. JT and the oh, boys yeah. gonna get they bread because oh, yeah, nobody's sure. relevant except that's for, probably why that shit because they probably won't clear it. And he leaked it so he could show like what that shit would do. Like, hey, bro, if you want a cut of what all you see, all these people tweet about this, you can get your twenty percent if you clear this motherfucking sample. And them Backstreet Boys need it because I don't know. Well, <laughs> JP is the only one that's relevant, bro. JP's yeah. the only one that can stay relevant. He ain't even relevant, but he's the only one that can become relevant. And JT probably like, hey, yo, y'all fuck niggas, we clearing this. Kanye, <laughs> <This is> <laughs> bro. JT like, this my nigga Kanye, we clearing this shit. I don't know what y'all on, y'all, y'all wild. But let's get. I'm sorry, we kind of got a little bit off topic here. Because yeah, yeah. what I wanted to ask, um, with everything going on with Nikki, we know what Nikki does when she steps out. This was an anticipated album. We know how versatile she is, right? So we also know this is no secret. This is no headline that we're doing. We're not speculating. Her arch nemesis in the game is Cardi B. There's Nicki Minaj and there's Cardi B. These are the two rapper females in the game that, you know, uh, and depending on what you want to label Doja Cat as, like, I, I would prefer to keep her in, like, a rapper pop lane than just rapper lane. But, you know, but we're going we're gonna to throw her to the side. It's Nicki and Cardi B. Cardi B's dropped one album. It was absolutely amazing. It, did, it broke records. It, it's done everything it possibly could. She's right now, she's the Lauren Hill of rap. And she has a long-anticipated so, uh, sophomore album. We've been pushing it back. She's been dropping singles after singles. To get put in perspective how long it's been taking and how many singles she's been dropping and the length between those singles and album, one of the tracks on the album will be WAP. No. <laughs> that feels like a whole fucking lifetime ago. One of the tracks on the album is going to be with her album coming out, it leaves me with, and you know, the competition between these two ladies, it leaves me to ask, who's going to make the bigger impact? Is Nikki, does she still have her foot, her fucking heel on this game? Or is Cardi B really the, you know, predecessor? Does she really, she take the throne? And she, now she's sitting on it. Who's going to make the bigger impact? Because they're both coming in a relatively close time frame. 
and now we can actually judge who's got it like that. When it comes to volume, I think nowadays volume is really important um, because of the, the short attention span of a majority of this generation, and really not even just the majority of the generation, the majority of the planet, because in, in the highly technological age that we live in now, and when you talk about volume, Party B puts out more volume, like typically in a sense, right? Um, and Nikki drops, I mean, when she dropped the project, the project's good. It's going to have good amount of volume songs to take out of it to use for. Now we, now we have to say, what's a TikTok song? What's not a TikTok song? What's a radio banger? What's just going to be a, a club banger? What, like, we have to start differentiating it at that way. It used to be, like, what's a radio banger? What's, what's the club banger? And it, it didn't even, we didn't even consider TikTok or, or like, oh, this is going to be for the, you know, the next trend or whatever. Like, it used to be two categories, my guy, and then there were, or three categories. It was the radio hit, club hit, and then throw her away. Like, that was it. Skits, as you would say. Yeah. Um, but now it's you could put the, that has played honestly gives Cardi a not an advantage, but it gives her I guess it does give her an advantage. Yeah, it, gives advantage. Her a, it gives her an advantage. It, yeah. gives, it gives her a leg to lean on because it's more places to go into. Because like Cardi doesn't have to make a whole good song. It could be one verse or one chorus bar that can literally make the song go crazy. Like that's it. You don't need anything more than one bar, one, one bar. First, what's your pseudo mode? Like it could be anything. It could be anything. So and Cardi's more, and because of her volume, she's more aligned with the youth. And we all know the youth drives music sales. Like it's all based off. You got the youth, you live a lifetime, which is why Taylor somehow has you know figured out a way to capture the youth in every generation, and that's why she's reaping those benefits now. So Taylor Swift um, came to the devil, bro. Yeah, she, she she did some she did some wild shit. I don't know who did. She so, I don't know who, what she did, but I'm, and look, I might need I might need to hop on that shit because whatever she got, I somebody get some Vaseline for Taylor's knees because I don't know how long she been on those shits to get where she at right now. That's crazy, you know. That's why I don't know, but. Yeah, that's that's my take on it. I don't think it's necessarily answering the question directly, but I think in a sense in this generation, we we can look at it a certain way just as much as somebody else can look at it a different way. Um, or we can both look at it a different way. I still think Nikki's going to put, put out the better quality, but it's how do you define quality nowadays? How do you define it? Is it definitive? Is it even a definitive statistic to use to differentiate artists from one another. Well, I have a hot take. I think Cardi B is going to flop on her sophomore album. And not flop in the sense of numbers. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, when we say flop with those people, we're not talking about numbers. They're going to do numbers off the strength of the name itself. We can't just sit there and say, this sold that, so this is hot. Off the name alone, you see Nicki Minaj's name, you see Cardi B name, you see Drake name. Any of those type of upper echelon artists, when we see their name, we're going to click on it. Like that's that's got nothing to do. And and because it's their name, and we don't like it, 
we're going to click on it multiple times to make sure we're not tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we want it. We want to like this. We're going to find reasons to like this album. We're trying to because we're trying to like relive the nostalgia that you previously gave to us. But I think that Cardi B is going to flop on the sophomore album in the sense that it's not going to capture the people like Invasion of Privacy did. And I think she and the label know that or have some kind of inclination that that might be the case or that sophomore album would have been out. We're talking five plus years since we had a sophomore album from Cardi B off of the most, off of the best performing female rap album of all time. We, We have people like Lil Baby, any of these other Ice Spice, when they catch a wave, the label, the label's pushing them. Next album, next album, next album. If you look at the singles that Cardi B had, you, she should have really just rolled the album right after WAP, right? Because after that, she's been putting out some singles and they haven't really been doing anything. They yeah, put all that money in bongos, that didn't really do anything. The music video was... Bongos. The music video, we know what the music video do. But like, I mean, we know what the music video is going to do. But that's not, that's not the, you know, but the song ain't, the song ain't moving. The kids ain't watching VH1 and MTV, MTV jams before they go to school. Some shit was moving, but it wasn't the song. <laughs> it wasn't the song. Well, I was going to say, when it, when it comes to, like, you know, dropping, like, the album, it's like, the reason she didn't drop the album is strictly because, like, if they want to make money, the label knows they got to make money on tours, and they can't do it right when WAP's in the middle of COVID. That's honestly the only reason. I think that's But it's been good. like when did Invasion of Privacy come out? I'm about to it's been forever know. since that came out. Like they have had all the time if they wanted a sophomore album out, that came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Like a good year. Yeah, we're coming on six years since that's been dropped. Like, that's a long time. And they've been putting out singles. And let me tell you, if Bongos went stupid like it was supposed to do, if it, if it was a baby wop, that album would have been announced. Like, we would know that, or we would start seeing pictures of Cardi in the studio type shit. Like, they would be teasing that album already had that song did what it was supposed to do. Because you can't roll an album out off a weak single. You, really, you can't do that. And you can't roll an album out off the strength of WAP that came out three years ago. <laughs> like we, so I just think I think that what was happening, and we know what Cardi B can do on a verse, but on a song herself carrying it for another album. I think the only way that this works, and you know, I don't actually even know if this is the way that it works, but I know what they're going to do. They're going to throw a shit ton of money into this. You're probably going to hear some noticeable samples. You're going to hear all all the features in the world are going to be on this album. It's going to be a money play. And that's why it's going to fail. Because when you do that, you lose the essence of the art. When you're just over here trying to formulate, create a hit, like, I'm going to use this formula to create a hit. Use this formula? You can't do that. Like, you just gotta create art. You gotta create music that you like. And when she come, when she was coming up, she sounded hungry. She was she was creating music That's that she liked. She was spitting shit that she wanted to get off her chest. I think that she's a little bit too far removed. And Nikki's a pro. 
Nikki's been there, done that. She's dropped multiple successful albums. She's been here around the block. Mm. So she, you know, for her, is nothing. I can put out an album. You want an album from me? All right, let's go. I'm spitting bars right now. I'm calling everybody out. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Cardi B, she can't even write her own shit. So I think I think that Nikki's. <laughs> I mean, she don't. So I think Nikki's gonna have to be Yeah, we know. Yeah. I mean, I think I think honestly. Um, when it, it comes to overall, like I said, I mean, this generation is tough. I don't think it's necessarily a hot take. I could definitely see the album flopping in a sense, not numbers wise, like you were saying, but like the simplest, the the simple reason that it's not going to hit the same way as like the one song that on that album that we already know, or the two songs, I guess, that, or the one that hit crazy WAP who had grasped some niggas by the ball and then hook every girl legs and somehow made them flexible and made some everybody look like they had some jiggle in that, <laughs> in that shit. And I guarantee and I and I guarantee that song turned some turned some girls out. Some girls that oh, they, 1, they, would, they they would some somewhat called prude. That shit turned them out. I, it was I, the excuse yeah. that they needed. It was the excuse that they needed. And Cardi, if you're listening to this, if you have another one of those in the tuck, I take everything I said back. Cause I would love for another one of those. The WAP might have been WAP is the top three TikTok dance trend that has ever hit the the wave. Like anytime a chick was doing that, it was like you just had to stop. You had to watch. I was, I'm stopping. Like I and look, if you and how are they the all guy, good at it? That shit was crazy. If for any other guys out there that were in relationships or still in the same relationship when that came out. Don't and, and you were trying to play it off to your girlfriend. I hope you were honest with like, nah, dog. I, I'm watching this. Like, we could watch it together. Like, yeah, we, we could watch like, it. What, like, what? If, what is like? What am I? I'm not about to waste this, 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 this phone. All the money we spent on this phone and the service and the Wi-Fi that I'm using or the or the data, whatever. So I think yes, in a sense, there's a hypothetical if Cardi's album hits the way. It, it should or they expect it to, right? Or it's expected to be or was expected to be. She will have more of an impact on the current situation youthfulness-wise because of the impact she'll have on social media and the way she'll be able to touch base on that. Yeah. But in an overall impact, we know Nikki's always going to take the throne there. I hope Cardi doesn't flop for her sake. But then again, it doesn't matter if she fucking flops or not. Apparently she's single now too, so... Yeah, right. so maybe... maybe what she could what she could potentially do being newly single and dropping an album could negate everything i just said like she could go or, crazy or it could be or it could be the exact reason why she it sucked because we know offset was bankrolling that shit at first too don't act we ain't gonna act, don't act like yeah, we know the media were bankrolling you we know they were bankrolling you that's the way she got in the game bro that's she true. got in the game he got in the game, got her stuff, got her teeth fixed, got put stuff in her body to make her look a certain way. Look, I ain't hating the game, bro. Look, I was telling my mom yesterday, dead serious. I said, me and Michael always pre- preach this thing, bro. I said, bro, I don't care how you get your bread. I can't, I can't disrespect it. No. I can't disrespect it. Like if I had the ability to do it, and I didn't think it was out of my realm of morality, I'd do it. I get my bread. I, I don't care what bread. you thought about it. 
<laughs> exactly. Because I could be, you could be, I could be laughing to the bank, just as happy as I all hell. You yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead and uh, feel morally, ethically uh, whole in your fucking Honda Accord. <laughs> I'm out here in the bit. I'll forgive in for the- my sins to forty years down the line while I'm driving this Maserati. All right, like we'll we'll put that on the back burner. <laughs> yeah, I look the Vaseline on the, the whatever Vaseline for the girls out there. Thing you got to do what you got to do. The Vaseline they they got on the. Uh, Taylor's knees. That's that Vaseline brand. That's that good stuff. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. If you have forced Aquaphor, the Aquaphor does hit different too, but that's for, typically for your lips, man. I'm you know honest. them dry, white, crusty knees are probably cracked and shit. <laughs> ass. Oh, hey, man. You and, Tra- you and Travis can keep everything else to yourself. Travis, I don't know what you what you got yourself into either, bro. Maybe they'll, so the Chiefs somehow will win the Super Bowl this year because of her. I don't even know. And if that happens, honestly, I might just turn off ESPN. I might turn it the fuck off. But <laughs> that being said, when we talk about rappers, we obviously have one of the one of my one of my buddies here, my his favorite, Kodak. Obviously Kodak not obviously, but Kodak was recently just arrested again <laughs> on drug charges. Moment of so, silence for my nigga, bro. Tell him to stop. <laughs> I can't even give a moment of silence anymore. Like, I don't feel bad for these people. Like, sometimes I do, but then I'm like, dang, bro, they just don't even care at this point. He's like, fuck it. Like, I might as well just do what I'm going to do. Um, but want to get, you know, I mean, I guess that's more or less your initial thoughts on it. I don't know if you have anything else to kind of go off of just the initial thought of him getting arrested again. Um, Let's just set up, just set the whole thing up and we'll, we'll, we'll work off that. Well, Obviously, Kodak just recently got arrested again for drug for drug charges. This isn't the first time, as we just mentioned, and unfortunately, I feel as if it will not be the last. Um, but does the rap game, does the rap lifestyle, do they? Are we at a point now where they're glorifying it to a point where it's even more abundant in today's generation? So, like all the up and coming rappers, people that are in the game now. Is it possible to be a successful rapper right now in the game to come into the game brand new that doesn't be you know talking about doing a bunch of drugs and doing messing with guns and being a gangster or things like that in the current state of the music industry right now? All right, so obviously that was a loaded question. So for the listener, we're gonna break this down, but I wanted him to go ahead and set it up so we knew where the play was, right? So. First of all, my thoughts on Kodak being, Kodak being, yeah, here we go. Oh, man, I love that dude. All right. So, first of all, we're going to go next to Kodak, right? Kodak, my bro. Kodak, dog. Damn, dog. And, you know, the wild thing was, if I didn't fall asleep last week, um, and I, apparently Sterling did, too, um... We would have the Apple replay and Spotify rap was going to be one of my topics. And number two on my Apple replay was Kodak Black, just so you know. Number one was Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has been in my top five every single year. I don't even know how it happens. I really just be streaming old shit. Like, I have a three-month period where I just stream nothing but Wayne, but I digress. Um, So, yeah, Kodak is my guy, right? That's my guy. He is, to me, he's a Lil Wayne disciple. He's, 
He's a product of Lil Wayne, and I see a lot of him in him. Asian baby, bro. Asian baby. But this man cannot stay out the fucking jail cell, bro. This man needs help, bro. And if anybody's seen any of his interviews from the past month or so, he looked like this was about to happen soon. And like, honestly, as bad as it, it sounds, it looked like it was either going to be that or he was going to be six feet under. Like, because yeah. he was talking crazy. This dude got on Insta Live after he got arrested and said, and he was pissed because they said he had cocaine on him. He's, this boy said, I ain't have no cocaine on me. I'm not a tweaker. I was just doing math. He said, it was math, not cocaine. I ain't no tweaker. I'm like, bro. Because in what world is the cocaine the tweaker and the meth is just like, nah, bro, I'm not even really out here like that. I was just doing meth, not cocaine. Like, why why would you even put my name next to no cocaine? Like, he was really mad that they, like, would say that he would do cocaine. He was like, nah, bro, it was meth and perks. I was like, bro, he, he really is a gremlin, bro. That nigga's different. Uh, no. perk, even though I knew it was fake. Yeah, and he tried to fucking eat that shit. Nigga, anybody in here who get caught up with drugs, do not try to swallow that shit. That is the dumbest fucking thing you can do, bro. That's the, like, you you basically just call it quits, bro. Like, don't, don't do that dumbass shit. All right, but... I don't know. I, I mean, I really do think this is bad for Kodak. Like, I, I he's not. Donald Trump is not going to give him another pardon. Biden sure as hell not going to pardon him. He can't even fucking hold the pen long enough to sign that bitch off. So you know, you know, he's not about to give him a pardon. Like Kodak really going to have to sit this one down for a minute. Um, and I think it's good for him. I don't know what it would take to really get through his head because every time he come out. Those first couple years, he's really like on some different shit. You can hear it in the music. Like he raps about different shit. He seems like he's motivated. But if you listen to the raps like I do, and personally, um, Parks, you know, shout out to Parks on the Joe Budden podcast. He said it when he first heard this last album that came out. He was like, someone needs to reach out to Kodak because he needs help. Like if you listen to those lyrics, that boy needs help, bro. He needs help. So those, that's my first thought. I'm Kodak getting arrested, man. Like, it really does suck. Because I know I'm not getting an album no time soon out this man. Unless he need that bread and he start NBA Youngboy and that shit. And just drop a hell of unreleased shit. I'm probably not getting no Kodak or no Drake Kodak collab that he been bitching about. So, those are my initial yeah. thoughts. I think that's just funny. I actually didn't know that's what he said on this a lot. That's funny. So, um... Them. He thought meth won't. <laughs> he was like, I'm no tweaker. Get that shit straight. It was meth and Percocets, not cocaine. <laughs> Coke, bro. Coke is so I've, I've, I just want to say this because it's funny because I had a conversation with my parents about, you know, drugs like a while ago. Just talking just some generalization. It was like, bro, like, honestly, like, you know, I don't have a problem. No, I don't, I don't think anybody should have a problem with weed, right? And then I was like, well, when it comes to cocaine, cocaine's so rampant at this point. Like, it don't even matter. Like, it don't even matter where you're at. If somebody in that room, if you're in a room with more than four people, one of them motherfuckers is doing cocaine or has or is, is, is got it on them. Like, I'm telling you, it is just a normal thing. Get used to it. 
But I don't know about meth, motherfucker. I don't know about niggas pulling up to the fucking house party with meth on them. Like, hey, you trying to do some meth? Trying to do some meth with a Franklin St. type shit. Shout out to crack, crack Epidemic, my boy. Shout out to Crack Epidemic. I ain't shout you guys out in a minute. Needed you, needed you, needed you. But that being said, obviously, like, <clears throat> I know Kodak's one of your boys. He's like one of, like, I mean, I, Mike's been on Kodak for, for four, literally forever. Um, I feel like, but that being said, I can't even like say anything to it because like it doesn't surprise me, unfortunately, with Kodak because he has that tendency to do so, and that's yeah. a really shitty. It like, sounds shitty the way it kind of comes out and me saying it like that, but like there, you know, people like that. You know, we all everybody has tendencies. Like, we all have tendencies to do things just based on, like, kind of who we are and how we were raised, tendencies. Doesn't mean we have to give in to them, right? Yeah. But, like, we have those things we're always going to lean back on and be like, oh, like, yeah, this is how I'd like to do things or whatever. So, I don't, like I said, I don't really have any thoughts on it. I just think it's funny as fuck this man really didn't think he was a tweaker, apparently. <laughs> doing, doing mess and perks. I'm gonna just go ahead and tell you guys, bro. Like for for any people out there that might even be underage listening to this, or anybody that's never even done drugs, period. Not saying I've done any drugs. I actually never done drugs in my life. I only drink alcohol. Never done anything else. Um, you were saying, but, <laughs> but for the kids out there listening, for anybody that listening, talk about it. Please, for the love of God, if you're going to do a drug, the only drug you should be doing is the ones prescribed by your doctor. And even if it's prescribed by your doctor, like an opioid, honestly, try to refrain from it. Um, and weed, like bud. And make sure you know where this bud is coming from. I do not condone anything else aside from that, me personally. Like, that's my personal opinion. People may dis- disagree with me. That's fine. But the, that's my point there. And if you're going to do it, any drug, that is illegal in the state that you are in. For the love of baby Jesus, don't get a bring it to work. <laughs> yeah, get a fight to work, or don't, or don't do it in a place where you could get caught. <laughs> don't have it on you in a place you get caught. It's like, bro, imagine me pulling up to the club, right? You know, I pull up to the pull up to the club. You know, I'm vibing. I'm, I had a little bit of drink in me. I'm having a good time with the people, the girls around. We having a good time. All my boys around me, we having a vibe, right? And then I just pull out a fucking eight ball of cocaine, just like, yo, like, who's trying to do this? We just, in, we, in the, we, we in the fucking private booth, like, security guard <laughs> looking like, what the fuck, dog? Honestly, they, they low-key let you do whatever you want in the private in the booth. Like, low-key. They don't yeah, you dropping, like, like, at least a stack. <laughs> so yeah, they, don't <laughs> they don't give a fuck what you're doing in there. So I'm just saying. Looking all over the place. But, but, and cops are everywhere. But it's like the same thing. If I put out a fucking, like, a, a, a bottle, like, from the from the doctor that he prescribed me, and I'm like, yo, they're just passing these hoes out like this. Hey, you take a one, girl. Hey, you take a one. Put that shit on your tongue real quick. Let me see how you feel. Like, bro, what do you expect to happen? She ain't idiot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rose. <laughs> but that's my initial thoughts and I just want people to be smart if you're going to do them do them, do them smart know where they're coming from and don't do them like an idiot because everything is 
honestly, most things are good in moderation. Most things are good in moderation. Most things are not good in excess. Nothing's good in excess. Nothing. Actually, nothing's good in excess. You are right. Nothing is good. Even water for the people out of the What about water? You can die from drinking too much water. Yes. By the way. You can be a shit ton of water, but, like, still. (laughs) But that's my initial thoughts. All right. But... Uh, so I, let's get to that second portion. I was gonna hit on that actually because it, like it, it's a perfect, obviously the segue is a per- the way you line it up in here is a good segue. And to the point is, can you be successful in this current state of the music industry if you're not talking about guns, drugs, or you know violence or just in general, right? No, just flat out. And the reasoning because is unfortunately. A lot of the people and a majority of the people that listen to this music that will like bump this shit. And Mike, you you're a testament to it, right? Directly to it, me too. Like you listen to some hood shit that you ain't never been through. Never I got no clue what they talking about. <laughs> like I, I saw this guy on the block had a strap and looking, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what he's talking about, but that shit goes hard. Like I'm saying it's hard as fuck because I don't know what the hell it is. Some dude from the streets like, that's some pussy shit what he's talking about. Like, <laughs> niggas, struggling, niggas struggling in their rats and I'm over here mad that my mom got the wrong pair of Nikes and shit. Yeah, like, they're actually out here getting out the mud and like, nah, man, like, you know, it's pretty cool. I went back home, played some basketball with my parents or my dad and like, he was, he, he dumped on me. It was kind of funny. We laughed, went inside, had dinner. Like, like I ain't seen my dad in two, in 20 years. Like, <laughs> He had to get milk. He never came back. He didn't even want to come back. I came home. My mom was shooting up crack. (laughs) But it's just like, the the reason is, is because simply because of that. It's the fact that we unfortunately internalize those rappers and like put ourselves in those shoes that we never have had those experiences. And a majority of the people that listen to it, the people that die hard for them. You've seen the videos of the white kids in the front row of the Yeet concerts. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't think necessarily Yeet's been through like a crazy amount of stuff, but I don't know. But like, there's a video of a white kid singing every line. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this dude ain't been through none of this shit. He's just screaming his heart out, lungs, everything, and get it. He could have been drunk high or off of something else. I don't know. Don't matter. That's what your audience is, and unfortunately, that's what plays for them, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely hear you, right? Like, and like, I'm not saying you're wrong in any way, because you're you're definitely correct in what you're saying, right? But I feel like there's gotta be a way. You got people like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, and I think the greatest example is you know, Kanye. Kanye, Kanye, you know, came in the game like on some gospel shit. Like he really did come in there, and his whole thing was that he's not on some rapping shit. I think really like because when it comes down to it, and you let me know if you're different. For me, I hear the beat before I before I listen to the lyrics. I follow okay. up with the beat first before I listen okay. to. I'll listen to a song like eight. I'll hear a new song, love it. Listen to it eight times in a row. Couldn't tell you what they said once. Like, I'm just vibing to the beat. And then after that, now I'll take the time and, like, try to figure out what was this nigga really saying, right? So, 
Um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> oh, well, let's pause this real quick. I got to take this dog out. <laughs> I know. He looked at DC right at that door. He said, let me get the front. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. I'll be right back. So, essentially, and so here's the number one problem with everything being kind of tailored to that lifestyle, right? Is that the only way to create timeless, good music is you essentially have to live what you're saying. There's got to be some emotion, (laughs) some feeling, some emotion towards it. (laughs) It's not happy today. (laughs) Yo, nigga, go back to sleep. Go ahead and sleep. You mess. You know you're messing up the pod right now. That's working. <laughs> All right. So basically, like you have to live that lifestyle, which is what Kodak is a is a product of. Sorry, listeners. You know we're just got the power to do this. He will stop. I promise you. So the number one thing is, is like you basically have to live these raps, right? And that's what Kodak is a product of. He's living the raps, he's, and you can hear it in his music, and I was caught up with him. I feel like when you think of Kanye, you think about the music and the type of stuff that he made and how it went viral, even Drake to a sense, not, not this older Drake. Older Drake is on his, you know, mob ties, mafia boss shit. But when he first yeah. came out, he was really just a lover boy, hurt boy type R&B slash rap rapper, right? And I feel like there's a way to make other shit cool. You just gotta be authentic. A lot of these people aren't even authentic. Like these rappers nowadays, they're all saying the same shit, and, but they're not really living that shit. And that's why the music's not hitting like that. Cause you ain't really do that shit. You don't even really know what that shit feel like. If you rap about some shit that's authentic to you, um, then it'll work better. Look at Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow don't rap about no gangster shit. He really just rap about how he like, you know, a somewhat cool white dude who's allowed at the cookout. That's really what he'd be acting like, basically. Exactly. So I mean, that is his vibe. I mean, it, it, I think I said it before on the pod, but, um, but about future when he literally talked about, I don't do none of these perks. I don't do none of this shit. Like I just do it because people like it. Like yeah. I don't do none of that mess. But I mean, future had that. He was on that wave where he is. That was back in the day. But yeah. that being said, I think that unfortunately it's it's kind of deteriorated to the point or uh infiltrated to the point now where it's like young rappers or young artists coming in the game feel as if they have to do that to get themselves into the space because they see the other rappers and that's the way they're that they're successful. And that's not the case. Like you said, Tanya came in on a different wave. Um Drake came in on a different wave. But Unfortunately, in this in this day and age, everything is so highly publicized. Like everything is done. Like back then, it wasn't as easy to get the news as it is now. Like I can figure out like when Shohei Otani. By the way, I, we gotta talk about that when we talk about a little bit about the sports. But when Shohei Otani signed his contract, that was on three different fucking platforms on my phone immediately, immediately, bro. Like. There's so many things that you would would have missed. Nowadays, when you come up, like even like Yeet coming up, Yeet still was like even the stuff that was a little underground bled through to his more mainstream stuff. And it wasn't like we are it's either you're the same person or you're not, and then we're fucking with this music or not. 
So it's like these people are trying to create an image for themselves. So when they get there, it doesn't have to change at all. So like, oh, if he's like a rap gospel guy and he comes up in the gospel stuff that's not hitting and he starts rapping about guns and shit instead of gospel, it's like that shit's starting to hit. They'll be like, whoa, weren't you rapping about gospel shit like literally three, six months ago? Like, what the hell are you doing, bro? So I I don't think you can genuinely be successful in this day and age. I think you give it a few more years, times will change a little bit more. It's possible, but especially with the Young Thug stuff now, the even Young Thug about to be in jail for the rest of his entire life and most of YSL up in that bitch too. Um, actually, I forgot. Not YSL and not Young Thug. Um, that is um, truly humble under God or Young, truly humble under God. And I can't remember what YSL stands for, but it's something about savior leaders or something. I, 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 I'm sorry. But <laughs> that being said, it should honestly push you away from rapping about that type of stuff, being that. But you see the publicity that it gets. And you know that that can get you to the top. Why would you not take that risk and do so, right? Um, oh yeah, and it's it's and it's a like you said, it's a big risk too. Like trying to trying. I'm not saying that it's not hard because trying to make something outside of that scope seem cool is extremely hard to do. And there's a reason why there's only a couple of them that are like big that are doing that. But it's an untapped lane, and I and I feel like whoever can successfully tap in that lane will hold the hearts of fans like none of these other rappers are doing. Because you're really tapping into. Because here's the thing: it's like you said, we're we're fascinated by this lifestyle that we've never lived before. But when Drake came out and he was rapping, he was rapping about girls like fucking them over. You know, um, you know, he he can't like win with these girls. The reason why Drake took over over everybody, all those hard-ass rappers, is because, yeah, we're fascinated about the lifestyle that we ain't never lived before, but this nigga Drake rapping about shit I can relate to. I feel this nigga like, like I rap, like you rap this shit and you're playing scenes in your head that remind you of like, oh, I remember when I was stuck with this bitch, this bitch trying to play me, but wait, wait until, <laughs> wait till I get this promotion. <laughs> We're trying to get this, trying to get this annual 3.5% increase to my pay. <laughs> then I'll show this bitch. <laughs> no. So there's definitely a lane that can be tapped into, but like you said, I mostly agree with you. It is extremely hard to do that. Um, and, you know, I don't know. If, I don't really know if many people are cut out for it because a lot of these rappers nowadays are just chasing a bag, to be honest. They ain't even really like. Love the rap game. They just love the life. They love the lifestyle. So, yeah, it's the money, the lifestyle. I mean, for the people that are in tough positions, I mean, why not chase it? I can't be mad at you for it. I can't. Like I said, I'm not gonna. We we are gonna bog you down for getting your bread. Though, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's just what it is. But with that being said, when we talk about guns, gangs, all types of things like that, we gotta talk about Texas. And when we talk about Texas, unfortunately, we gotta talk about the Cowboys. Okay, okay, okay. I'll take it away from here, Stone. You did a good job. That was, I mean, honestly, if you wanted to go use the bathroom or whatever, I, I, I got it from right here. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I like to call the Cowboys segment of the podcast. Remember, we used to do Black React. Well, we're gonna have to change that. To 
Not during the Cowboys segment. <laughs> you know better than that by a lot. We talking Cowboys. So, funny thing is, Sterling texted me right before the game. I'm going to read this text to you guys real quick. So you know I'm not captain. Because I really stand by the shit I be saying out here. <clears throat> Sterling, Sunday, 1.54 p.m. Okay, so the Eagles got smacked last week. Does that mean that your boys are going to beat them the same way at home? My response. No, oh man, it's going to be a good one. We really got to fight it to the end. Oh, no, you know, I mean, the Eagles might be the better team, but, you know, we're going to give our best shot. No, I'm really hoping that we pull one out. No, 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 no. Because when I'm 10 toes down, when I'm, you know, when I'm standing on both feet, I stand on that shit. I really stand on business. Niggas out here just saying that shit. I stand on business when it's about this cowboy shit. Don't play with me. I've been around the block. I was I was sticking my chest out during the Romo days when we were going eight and out. You eight and eight, you really can't fuck with me. Like that's what people don't understand. You really can't fuck with me. Like I was really out here talking shit with the eight and eight Tony Romo Cowboys. I'm built different. Okay, I responded light work, basically a bye week. This nigga laughed. I didn't even respond back to that. Ain't shit funny. <laughs> what? I'm not even watch this game. This is a bye week. I don't. We, I, there ain't no game to watch on a regular bye week, right? Why should I watch this one? Sunday, 11.32 p.m., when we won, what was it, 33 to 13? Should have been 33 to 6. They got that bogus fumble recovery, but whatever. 33 to 16, bye week, check. Cowboys, still undefeated during the bye week, ladies and gentlemen. And we will continue to do so. The Cowboys will honestly win out the regular season. I don't see who can beat us. I don't see who can beat us. The Bills aren't beating us. Josh Allen's booty cheeks. I'm tired of everyone saying Josh Allen's top three quarterback. Oh, they beat the Chiefs this week, bro. Booty cheeks. We got robbed of the Travis Kelsey, one of the greatest plays we've ever seen. They didn't get robbed, but still. They didn't get robbed, but still. That play was fucking sick. That was sick. That was Reggie Bush fucking uh, USC Crazy ass shit in the NFL to win the game. That, that was crazy. Nah, Josh, Josh Allen boys, they can't hang with us. We not we, but no, nah, because like I just said, Sterling, I stand on business. And when I'm really ten feet down, we not the Chiefs. We break. We will break. Oh, we break them Chiefs off. We fucking them Chiefs up. The Chiefs don't want to see us, bro. Yeah, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see us, bro. The only team that want to see us is the 49ers. And I'm here to tell you right now, I don't know if we'll win that game, but that one's going to be close. I can't be all the way 10 toes down on that one. That one's going to be close. It'll be a tough It'll be a tough one. Well, I will say, man, you guys did show up. You guys didn't look bad or didn't look amazing. I think you guys looked exactly at where you're up at caliber. I think the Eagles played down. The Eagles didn't look their best because they weren't supposed to be on that field with us. If you really watch that first game, and like, this is no cap. If you really watch that first game, we worked them niggas. 
We lost that game, fair and square. It's an L's and L's and I, I understand that. But if you watch that with your two eyes, there was not a period in that game where you felt like the Eagles were the better team on that field. They came out with a win. And, and unfortunately, what it's going to come down to, and that's why I'm excited for the playoffs to come this year. Because like we said it, did I, we sat there and said, or I said it. And I think you, I'm sure you agree with me. We probably reiterated it. Like at the beginning of the season, I said it's going to be one of the best NFL seasons we have had in years, in years. And I, I still will stand on that. To speak of the NFL, I don't want to get you off the Cowboys. You can talk about the Cowboys as much as you want here in a second. But to continue to speak about the NFL, we have mentioned something about Brock Purdy in the MVP conversation right now. Apparently, he's like number two, number three in the MVP conversation. We need to get that shit the fuck out of here, bro. I'm tired of that shit. That's bullshit. He got fucking Debo. He got Debo motherfucking Samuel, who is unstoppable right now. Literally cannot guard this man on any plane. Running. He's throwing five-yard passes to Debo Samuel, screens to Christian McCaffrey, and they taking it 70 yards. I mean, he's got two of the best. Utah players in the game on his team. In the game. And one of the best offensive lines in the game. And that's not even considering Brandon IU or George Kittle. Bro, he's literally got all the weapons at his his disclosure. I'm not trying to say Brock Purdy's not a good quarterback. I'm not saying that. I hear MVP caliber. That's just what it is, my guy. It's It's just not what it is. I wanted to put that out there because it's not it's not fair to the other the other fellows in the MVP race. It is not fair at all whatsoever. Because I'm actually glad that that you put no, no, I'm actually glad that you put that out there because it's a great segue to talk about how that press card is running away with the MVP right now. Well, hey, right now. Who is it? it is right Who's now. out there? There's no one else out there. The, your best argument is Tyree. Tyree too. And he went down with the little ankle injury, which we don't like to see. It. That's and the Miami bad. Dolphins lost. The best argument is Tyree. I don't want to hear Brock Purdy for all the reasons that you just eloquently proposed to the whole audience. I don't want to hear about Lamar. And I love Lamar. And he's having a good season. But he's not doing what Dad's doing right now. I don't want to hear I mean, about anybody. But fucking Dad. I think, I think the only person... I think there could, there's a way. See, they're not talking about Lamar because Lamar's playing the AFC uh, fucking Jesus North right now. Is it? Yeah, AFC North. And even though the AFC North is still extremely strong, bro, like a well-rounded division, the Redskins or the hmm, the Commanders still fucking suck. The Giants are finding a way to win with Tommy DeVito. Shout out Tommy DeVito, by the way. Like, that is a cool-ass story. I hope that all works out for them, because that's a really, really, really fucking Yeah, I do, too. I hope they sign them, so I know I'll never have to be worried about the motherfucking Giants, because they got Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito. Giants, rap, rap, rap. It's it's a cool story. He's Jeremy Lane. Jesus. No, don't go like that. Three games. Oh, but what do you look like when he played us? I digress. Move on. What were you saying? But either way, I think it's an amazing time in the NFL. Super excited. Cowboys look good this past weekend. The 49ers, once again, going wide. They're, you know, the supposed best team in the NFL um, and the Super Bowl favorites. Actually, I don't even think they're technically still the Super Bowl favorites right now. I think they are by a little bit. And they still are. They should the be. They, they should be. But they're not like it's not as substantial as it really should be because for a while it was obviously the Eagles, 49ers, and then you had like 
you know, you have your contenders like the Chiefs, like the Ravens, like the Cowboys, like whatever. I think I think there's six legitimate contenders to win the win the Super Bowl this year, in my opinion. But that all comes I think, up. I think that there's four, five, five. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a healthy number. Usually it's like three. Look, let's just be honest. Usually it's like three yeah, people yeah, yeah. Like, football. Yeah, like exactly. you got you're gonna have two AFCs or two NFCs, and I think NFC has the bulk of the Super Bowl contenders this, or like the actual winners this year. I AFC wise, I mean, whoever comes out the NFC will win the Super Bowl. I have a really high. I have a very. High, I you know what I'd love to see. I'd love to see for your sake because I think I would really enjoy watching the game. I, I mean, it won't happen. I'd love to see Cowboys, the Cowboys Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens Cowboys. I thought that'd be such a fun football game to watch. Regardless that would of be epic. Because you know, for me, like I would want Lamar to win, and I, I wouldn't be upset if the Cowboys law of one either. But I just like it's a cool dynamic. You know what I'm saying? A cool dynamic. Two quarterbacks. I, I like actually kind of like they're cool, like vibey, good defenses. Like explosive players, it's everything you want in the biggest game of the year. Um, you know what? I, but here's my thing, though. Everybody like you really want the Cowboys to win. You want to know why you really want the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl? Everybody listening to this wants the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, and they don't even know that they want that. Do you know how epic that would be? Like, everything that comes after the Cowboys winning, that's the biggest storyline in sports since we've been alive, probably. Cowboys yeah, win the Super Bowl. They haven't, they, haven't win, they haven't won since you were alive. I know. I'm saying if they win the <laughs> Super Bowl, and that's and I'm calling it here. Cowboys in the Super Bowl is the most watched Super Bowl of all time by a landslide. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Cowboys win the Super Bowl is on some World Cup shit. Who's the uh, halftime this year? They announced it yet? I can't remember. Usher. Usher. Oh yeah, we did talk about. And it's the first time in Vegas. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I mean, it would be great for. Go ahead. Cowboys in Super Bowl. Get your DraftKings stock. Get your MGM stock. Go ahead. Gambling's gonna be out the roof. Well, you go and put some bread down now, and like, and you can you can make a killing, like a, a dummy killing. Just even if you lose, technically, you'll still you'll still come out all right. Um, but yeah, that being said, super excited for the re- remainder of the season. Super excited for the playoffs. It's gonna be a fucking awesome, awesome January. January is gonna be, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun. I can't wait. It's gonna be a good start of the year, dude. It's gonna be a great start of the year. Um, and then lastly. Talk about sports, like I mentioned earlier, we gotta talk about Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani signing a historic contract, seven hundred million dollars, ten years. But let me go and put this out there for the people that don't care about baseball at all and don't understand who Shohei Otani is. Just to make, I'm gonna be really plain and simple here. I'm sure people be like, I'm gonna tune out of this. Just make it. Just listen to it in two, two seconds. He is the best player that's ever played baseball. Period. And the reason I'll tell you why is he is one of the best hitters to ever walk the earth. He probably is the best hitter to ever walk the earth. And he is one of the – he is a once-in-a-generation pitching pound. Who's getting Tommy John is going to come back even stronger. And that being said, the $70 million a year he would get for the L.A. Dodgers 
he deferred to get two million a year until twenty thirty four, until twenty thirty four, so they could keep spending on the payroll, so they could freaking win. I said yeah. that is bad ass. Is it like the last year he's getting like six hundred eighty two million? It's dumb. It's something stupid, bro. He's getting something dumb. Yeah, six hundred. He gets like six hundred eighty two million in one year. That's. That's crazy. No, that's wild. And that's, that's like a game-changing... Uh, I don't advise anyone to do what he did. You know, that I'm not doing that. I'm not... I will take, like... I will be generous and make sure that there's money to work with. But y'all gonna have to figure out how to make some shit work where I don't have to get paid $2 million a year. Like, that's not called fly, yo. I'm not gonna be out here... I'm not gonna be out here really killing shit on some goat-type shit. And this bum ass nigga on the bench is really making more. He's pulling up, making more, feeling better about his life than me. Hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. Nobody on that bench with me should feel as good as I feel. If I walk in that building, someone's smiling bigger than I'm smiling. I'm like, nah, they're not paying me enough. <laughs> they're not paying me enough. There ain't no reason why this nigga should be smiling bigger than me right now. They ain't not paying me enough. Two things I wanted to point out here. One, they were li- I was. They were talking about this and saying. California is smiling. The state of California is smiling right now because that's thirty-five million dollars in taxes every single every single year they would get from. Obviously, not the same now because he deferred two million. But um, secondly, they did the math on if if it wasn't taxed, right, seventy million a year, he would be making two point one two, or he'd be making two dollars and twelve cents a second. Yeah. And I think it, I think it equated to he was going to make like almost. Somewhere around a hundred something thousand dollars a game. I just want y'all to put that in perspective. He has the largest sports talk in any major sport ever. Ever. Ever, bro. He the closest contract to him is Patrick Mahomes, I think at five hundred and forty million. Yeah, ten, 10 years, five hundred. Five hundred million. Do y'all know the gap between a hundred off five hundred sixty to seven hundred, bro? That's one hundred forty million dollars. You give me one hundred forty million dollars right now, I'll sh- I'll sh- I'll never speak. Well, I mean, the soccer the soccer niggas are definitely making more than he is, but in terms of like major American sports, he's definitely yeah. leading that race. Uh, you know, they just offer what's that fucking that light skin clean cut nigga. Um, a bad bay is seven hundred million for one season. So <laughs> not that. No, I don't know his fucking name, bro. Yeah, the, and the euro and the euro right now is stronger than the, so, uh, than, the than the dollar. So I don't care dollar. what you, I don't care what you want to peg that number to seven hundred million in one year of whatever currency you got. That's just <laughs> that's nutty. Um, I just so, wanted to put that out there, man. Yeah, that yeah, no, so that's that's insane, and that's like a game changer. Um, and where I'm really excited is, is, you know, while we're on contracts, as far as contracts go, when the new basketball deal gets signed, when the new commercial deal and the new wave of money comes in, those I I'm I'm here to tell you those will be the best contracts in America for sports. Your kids need to be playing basketball. I'm telling you that right now, your kids, if they're playing sports and they want to be famous, you need to tell them, you need to be a basketball player. Because these niggas are going to make fully guaranteed contracts, $70 million a year, for five years, 
which in my opinion, four or five year deals is better than uh, was those long 10 year deals because you get to come back to the table and progress that further. Every single NBA superstar that comes in after that new deal is done and does a full career will leave billionaires. Every single one of them. That shit is insane. There's going to come a time where niggas on the court are billionaires. We're watching, we're already seeing it with LeBron. LeBron's out there, like, we're literally watching a billionaire go out there and hoop. Like, really think yeah. about that. He don't, have to, like, he don't have to do that shit. Like, imagine trying to convince a billionaire to go out there and fucking hoop. Like, that's crazy. I'm thinking it like this, bro. Think about it like this. Remember when they used to say black folks were the most impoverished race, they were this, that, and the other? They are about to be the bulk of billionaires in the next 10 to 15. The bulk. Like a large, large majority. Yep, they might not have, and even though we're the bulk majority of individual billionaires, we might not have the biggest amount of wealth. So don't misunderstand what he's saying because, like, exactly. there will be less white billionaires, but they, you know they they like they real they nah, they, 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 they capital B's. Yeah, they got three. They got three, two, one hundred of them bees. They, they don't been the billionaire shit. They've been there, done that. But as far as individual billionaires, that's one hundred percent facts. If you look at, um, if you just look at the landscape of what's really driving America, niggas don't understand this. Black culture is driving America, and it always has. Niggas don't understand this. I'm taking another level. Black culture is not only driving America, and it always has. Black culture drives the world, and it always has. Everything derives from black culture. If you think your culture is dope, it's not doper than black culture. I'm sorry. Everything you got came from us. You're all trying to look like us. We make shit hot, and then it's commercialized, and we don't reap the benefits of it. But now... We're starting to we're starting to get into powerful rooms. We're starting to learn those conversations. We're starting to move in different situations. And even though right now we're gonna we're gonna have a bunch of you know one billion, two billionaires, you know, as they start having babies and whatnot, we gonna really that that shit's gonna look different, bro. That shit's gonna look really different. It's a little really and, different. And speaking of billionaires, brings us to our last topic here. It'll probably be pretty brief. But Mike sent this over it, uh, by some Twitter or X or X formerly Twitter user, um, and it was like pick one, and it's five options here. And I think what three out of five of these people. I mean, I think in, in reality, well, Kanye used to be a billionaire, but I still think he's got billion dollars, billions worth of stuff elsewhere. Um, got five options here, right? I'm going to read them out. I'm going to choose mine off the top because I read them before and I already know exactly what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm sure you kind of have an idea as well. And I want everybody in the comments, in the, in the comments on YouTube and then even on the on the socials, any anywhere, let us know what you guys would do. And um, why. At least, and why, too, because I'm definitely going to have an explanation. <laughs> My explanation is going to be Pick one. It's dinner with Jay-Z, smoke a blunt or two with Snoop, Party with Drake, 
hit the studio with Kanye or have a drink or just drink in general with Diddy. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't know what I'm doing off rip. I don't know what I'm doing with Snoop, bro. I can't. I'm talking about Diddy, bro. Ain't nobody about to take no drink with Diddy. Ain't nobody about to take that, take that. Nah, ain't. <laughs> Hell nah, bro. I'm not getting near no pool with Diddy. I'm not doing none of that shit with Diddy. Diddy, Diddy can't come around me with, with no glass in his hand, my nigga. If you come around me, I need lawyers, cameras. We sitting down here. We going to talk. We have a formal conversation. But. <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched it smoking a blow with Snoop too. I mean, I definitely think if I could physically handle it, I probably would. I don't think most people could handle smoking a blunt, let alone multiple blunts with Snoop Dogg. Uh, my choice would be, I think it's a pretty obvious one at this point. I'm partying with motherfucking Drake, bro. I'm it's the partying. easiest. It's the easiest one. It's the easiest one, it's the easiest one bro. You ain't gonna, gonna tell me right now, like, if I sat here and said, if Drake just for some reason was like, yo, you trying to come to like Toronto and like hang out with me and you know what I'm saying? On some on some with some things and shit. You know? Okay. Like <laughs> and he's gonna feel his little accent and do whatever and like I'm I'm gonna be you around some, some of the things legs back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be around some of the finest women I've ever even been in arms with link of in my entire life, and they're gonna fuck with me because I'm with Drizzy, bro. They're gonna fuck with me because I'm with Drizzy. I'm gonna get drinks for free. I get to lay up and do whatever for free. I can get any if I want to do drugs. I can get any drug I want for free. <laughs> I get whatever I want. I'm spending Drizzy's money. I don't know if you heard the story about Drizzy when he was at the club one time. One guy, like he, I can't remember who was telling the story. It was when it was he was talking about. He realized that Drake was really rich, rich, like he really rich. Some guy was in the club and like Drake said, like he was leaving. He was about to leave the strip club. And he was like, he's like, yeah, like I just threw. He was telling the, this guy, he was telling the story. He's like, I just threw a couple, of, like a light hundred k, like nothing crazy. And he said, no, that guy in the back's like throwing, throwing his ones, making it, make it seem like he threw all that money. No, no, no. And so he goes back and throws another like dummy amount of bread to let them know that it was his money that they're taking and putting in their bras and you know and their shits. And I'm like, you telling me I ain't gonna hang out with a nigga like that? And he invited me to come to a party, and with the teams too. I mean, there's no game involved. I'm just there. They got to do something. They got. They got to do something. <laughs> like, they are not. They, they, yes, they want Drizzy, but I'm like, oh, I'm part of his entourage. Like I'm a new guy. Like you can, you get with me first. And Drizzy, like, yeah, you gotta get with him before you get with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like they'll like, use you as a gateway, and we're perfectly fine being used. I mean, it's the easiest shit. I tell you right now, I'm not having dinner with Jay-Z either. I don't give a fuck with Jay-Z serving my shit. Because I know Beyonce can't fucking cook. No offense, Beyonce. And then I don't want to sit down and look at your big lit old head ass and talk about some bullshit. I like you, Jay-Z. I like you. But I don't want to sit there and have dinner with you. If I could just sit there and hang out with Snoop while he was smoking a blunt, that'd be chill. Right? I know yeah, damn my... well Jay-Z can't hold a conversation for shit. <laughs> no, I but yeah, man, I mean, that's the most boring conversation ever look I'm right there with you Sterling I'm partying with Drake but I'm going to do it from I had a whole different thought process a whole different perspective when you look at the list right here on this podcast what do we always call everybody listening 1% niggas 
if you were trying and you were a, you know, aspiring 1% nigga, and you were looking for a break to elevate yourself, and you had these options, where could you elevate yourself to the 1% niggas? Like, I'm going to here to tell you right now. There's not much you can say during a dinner with Jay-Z that's going to convince him to, you know, put you in a situation. He's not going to tell you no fucking secret juice. There ain't no secret juice. There ain't no secret sauce, nigga. Get up and go do something. That's what he's going to tell your dumb ass. He's going to tell your dumb ass you should have took the 500K, right? <clears throat> Smoke a blunt with Snoop. I'm going to be couch locked. I ain't finna say shit. Snoop not finna say shit. We gonna be high as shit looking at his smokeless fucking uh, smoker that he just, <laughs> that little smokeless little oven bake shit, whatever you got, that just out there. That's what we gonna be doing. We gonna talk about shit. All we gonna be looking at each other like, damn, bro. I'm shit right now. Or at least I'm going to be saying that. He probably going to be mad straight. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be fucking out of there. I'm going to be out of there. Like, I already told you I'm not having no drink with Diddy. There's nothing that's going to go on with Diddy. No. Because if I want to be a 1% nigga fucking with Diddy, you're going to have to fuck with Diddy. If you know what I'm talking about. And niggas don't want to be 1% that bad. Hey, 5% cool. 10% strizzy. <laughs> That's up there. That's up there. So I don't want to be 1% that bad. So when I'm looking at the list, partying with Drake, that is your best opportunity to create a connection and become a 1% nigger. Because here's the thing. That's the only, or okay, in the studio with Kanye, that would be really cool, but you know, you're not getting anywhere with Kanye. You just be witnessing some dope ass shit, but you probably witnessing some shit that's never gonna come out because we know how Kanye does. So nah, you, that, you probably witness a fucking mental breakdown in the midst of that shit. That's why, yeah. You don't want that. You just get some FaceTimes from Kim K fucking crying and bitching about how yeah. North thinks she's a shitty mom. But I digress. Um, so when, when I think about partying with Drake, think about what's going on there. So not only. One, that that one right there is going to break the ice more than any of the other options. Like, you actually have an opportunity to be cool with Drake. He'll either fuck with you, like, he'll either fuck with you or he'll know he don't like you. Because you either, like, not going to vibe or you're really going to vibe. But you have a chance to, like, really kind of create a friendship over partying. Like, you can become friends with somebody over partying one night. All it takes is one night to party with nigga. Drinking uh, anything like you can become friends with somebody that could be your boy for life, right? So you can fucking claim that, right? <clears throat> Not only that, you're gonna be in the club. So everything like Sterling said, the perks of having the girls and whatnot, that stays with you, my boy. You're not you're not with Drake for the night. You don't need Drake beside you anymore. Those same bitches know that you were with Drake, and if you smart and you got that flash on. Because me and Sterling, we some niggas, and we gonna be in that dark ass club. We gonna need a flash on beside that light skin ass nigga. <clears throat> you have that flash on, that lives on forever. I was in the club party. I'm the nigga with the club. You ain't even gotta like. You can be so corny with it. Just walk up to the bitch and be like, "Hey, this is me partying with Drake. So what we finna do?" <laughs> and it's gonna work because like they they really like really just be giving it up out here. So like. <clears throat> <laughs> like if you want to, they just give it up like that. So you get all of that, but like I'm saying, there's gonna be other people at the club. People are gonna see you associated with it. You can make connections 
That is by far the most fun time that you're going to have out of any of the other options. And your best bet to build connections that will last a lifetime, that will get you indoors that you never had. The dinner's not going to do that. The studio's not going to do that. Um, unless you're trying to bend it over for Diddy, that's not going to do that. Uh, smoking that bowl with Snoop, not going to do that. He, he, Snoop might tell you all the gold. He might tell you all the gold. So there's this guy named Jeff in the Illuminati. I'm going to give you his phone number. You text him and you get it for good. Your ass so high, you don't even remember that shit. <laughs> you know, we were like, man, fuck that Snoop. Fuck Snoop, bro. He ain't tell me shit. While the whole time he was giving you, he was giving it up. And you just over here high as fuck, staring at the fucking uh, Roku screensaver on the TV. <laughs> Waiting for the shit to hit the corner. Waiting yeah. for the shit to hit the corner and shit. But nah, bro. I mean, it's a fact. And I'm thinking of it like this. You made a great point. It's like, Drake doesn't just party with just him, unless it's his birthday, right? His birthday, but even for his birthday, people pull up for it like crazy. That shit was wild. I still to this day can't believe that shit. Um, Rolex is as a fucking little toy machine thing, the claw thing you just pick up. A, that's some OD shit, bro. That, I mean, if you think about 1%, that's like point zero one percent type nigga, bro. Like, look, I'm a generous dude if I got it like that, but I ain't that generous, bro. Hell I ain't not. that generous. Guess what? I, I ain't like, never got it like that either. Like, I don't care what mm-hmm. I got. To me, it'll never be like that, where I just got a fucking Rolex for a nigga who can pick it up with a claw. I don't even care if that game impossible. I'm not even going to let you think I'm about to give your ass a Rolex. Nah, I'm going to when they're trying to be a jack man, bro. Nah, grab all that shit. Let me get the fuck out of it. Sell that shit on the street. Boom. That's an easy little thing. Best believe, if I was if I was strung out for some money, best believe I'd be in that bitch doing it, too. Oh, he probably killed me after the fact that he found out who I was. So, you know, he a capo, he, you know, he be capping niggas. But he going to be hanging around a bunch of other people. Like, I'm thinking it's fucked up as funny as fuck. Because, like, I, I was like, oh, Bad Bunny might be there. But then I was like, oh, maybe Pitbull will be there. I was like, fuck, why would I care if Pitbull fucking did? <laughs> Pitbull. Pitbull out here. You know, you know he's Mr. Worldwide, right? <laughs> but, I was, but I, like, immediately thought of him after Bad Bunny because they're both Hispanic. Uh, Rappers and from Hispanic descent, and I think they're both Puerto Rican. I want to say, um, but I actually Pitbull uh, Cuban, I think. But either way, nah, bro. Like it don't make no sense. Like studio with Tanya. I mean, like you said, it'd be cool, but like I might witness a real life mental breakdown in that bitch. Like he might start tweaking out on some shit. Like and I ain't there for it. Like. And if you've ever been in the studio, bro, like listening to a song create is cool and whatnot, but like the mixing process really be uh, uh, and then they rewind that bitch, and then it's just a loop on that one. It's like, damn, bro, I done heard this. And they'll be on that bitch for like 15 minutes just playing that one shit. That shit could be hella annoying. I can imagine. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I don't know if you heard I don't know if you heard that most recent Vulture song with him Ty Dolla Sign and that other random nigga yeah yeah uh, on the track it kind of looked hard but yeah I kind of fuck with it but um, but he said he don't remember what he did last night he got Alzheimer's bro he could be tweaking out on my shit in the studio and he don't go remember it the next day bro and not remember what he was doing. Like, yo yay like do you remember seeing me last night Nah who the fuck are you bro. Bro, like you beat me up. Like you, you beat, beat me up. 
This nigga Kanye will be chatting and shit, and Kanye will just be like, yo, fuck Jews. And you be looking at him mad crazy, be like, nah, nah, that's chill, bro. I fuck the Jewish bitch. Like, it's not even like that. I'd be like, oh. It's better than like that. I, I, I'm like, oh. I'm not a Jewish bitch. I guess that makes sense. You know? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Like, yeah. I get it, bro. <laughs> it's not like that, bro. I fucked a Jewish chick last week. Like it's straight. I can say that shit. That's a- <laughs> hey, that's like white. That's like white girl fucking a black dude. Like I'm racist. Yeah, I can say nigga. Like, <laughs> oh no, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. but obviously Drake was the best choice. But you know, and we like like we said, we really just want to hear what the fuck do y'all think? Because maybe y'all have a different way of thinking about it. I mean, I think it's the easy one. Sterling thought it was the easy one, but it's it's fun. So we really want to hear what y'all think. So leave a comment down below. Let us know. Um, like we said, towards the end of the year, we're gonna come with our four goals. Four goals. You're gonna hold. We're gonna have to hold ourselves accountable. Um, and I don't know how we want to do it, Sterling, but we can really make it interesting and like really hold ourselves accountable. We can even do weekly updates on our Instagram stories. Follow us on Instagram, Mike underscore Bynum. Um, I don't know if throwing shit off the top of my head. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, don't about people. Just type, just type Sterling Reed 04, bro. That's all you need to do. Just That's type in Sterling Reed 04. Follow us and look out for that kind of stuff. We're, we're going we're gonna to be doing that, all right? But that is it for today. It was episode 35. Thank you for listening. For all the fellas out there listening, listen, they only want a 1% nigga, so you need a party with Drake. Or, if you 1% and you know you swing like this, you can bend it over for Diddy. There's options. All I'm saying there's options. There's options out there. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. No excuses why you ain't a 1% nigga. You can party with Drake, you can bend it over for Diddy. I don't know which one you want to do, but there's options out there, all right? For the ladies out there listening, listen, he don't want you, sweetie. You need to move on. Please move on. He does not want you. He is watching fucking the water music video with Tyler going crazy right now. He might be watching Land of the Plug and Adam 22 and the little D collab going nuts in the bathroom right now. He ain't thinking about your ass. I'm telling you, he don't want you. So move on, sweetie. But it's okay, because you're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.